Welcome back to Down to Watch. Welcome back. So it's March 12th, real time. This is Sunday, March 12th, mm-hmm. the night of the 2022 Oscars. Uh, are you going to watch it? Uh, yeah, I'll have them on in the background. It's not something That's what that I, I make a point of uh, of like paying too much attention to. But right. like, uh, it's a year since The Slap. I saw right. The Slap live. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I remember it happening and like because of our modern DVRs, like we rewound it, I think, on our yeah. own like system, yeah, you know, it was true. just like, let's watch it again. Like, did that happen? Like, what happened? Like, that was shocking, right? But it wasn't known. I feel like in the moment, I remember oh. like in my household, it was like divided. Everybody was divided. About, I kind was of, sure. I was, was alone by myself uh-huh. and I was 100% certain that uh, Will Smith, all all I thought in the moment was, oh, Will Smith just did something terrible to his career right now. Like, wow. like that's all I could think of. Like, really? what an ass. Like, that, that's yeah. my, that was my immediate thought. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, I don't know if I didn't see it completely go down. Like, maybe I was doing something. Um, and then, and then somebody in my household said something like, wait, what happened there? Like, what was that? Cause everybody went silent. That was the weird thing is that how silent everybody got. But sometimes, there's improv moments in shows where people aren't expecting or maybe a bit doesn't play off like you expect and everybody's just kind of frozen and doesn't know how to react, you know? So that's what I thought it, it well, was in the moment. I think pretty quickly after, uh, I, pretty quickly, maybe a week or two after, uh, Chris Rock started getting some props for keeping it together and like making a show out of it. Yeah. Uh, because I think he said... I think his line was Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me, right? Wasn't that the right. the, the next thing he said? Yeah, I think so. So like he made it into a joke. He like yeah. tried to turn it into a joke. You know, props right. to um to him for keeping it together like a professional. Mm-hmm. I think he just had his live uh live uh, special come out, right? Right. His live yes. uh, comedy special where he talked mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. And I think he does make mention of like what do you want me to do? Like I'm exactly. uh I I'm a like a black entertainer being beamed to the homes of uh, every American. You want me to get violent on national television? Right. Is that what you wanted? No, I'm an entertainer and I'm a professional. I kept the show going because that's what I do. And I was like, yeah, that is correct. That's how that is the right, that was the right thing to do. Uh, Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, I've heard Marlon, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard Marlon uh, Mm Wayans' stand up Mm -hmm. that discusses the slap is excellent. I I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it is. Yeah, I think he goes in on a lot of people. No, I haven't seen it either, but I heard it discussed that like he was, uh, he was talking a lot about maybe even some Tom Cruise stuff, maybe or something. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, but um, maybe right. Yeah, heard him speaks. He speaks mess of many people. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if that's. It's not quite out yet, huh? But people are just already knowing that. Um, oh, is it not out? I I just thought by the number of people who were commenting on how how it is that people had seen it already. I didn't realize it wasn't out yet. No, it could easily be. I just didn't know if there was a. Last time I five days ago, CBS Morning News, the headliners. Uh, is that it? I don't know. 
I don't know. Because, yeah, I would be curious to see well, it. But I didn't hear it actually like referenced as like, go here and watch this right. thing, you know? Yeah. Either way. So the special is now. The, that's how that article usually ends with the blah, blah, blah special is now streaming on blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. But um, I'm curious now. Yeah, I, I definitely want to check that out. Um, so this year's Oscars has basically a, a two-horse race, I would say, for Best Picture. Okay. Because um, is one of them everything everywhere? Yep. Yep. That's the front runner, I would say, actually, based on and, and all the winning. That and won then, the Golden Globe, right? Yep. Won the Golden Globe. But it Globe. also won because... Because I am hearing this year far more than ever how mm-hmm. little the Golden Globes matter. Does that – do you think that's going to yeah. affect well, the Oscar voters? Yeah. The, the, the Golden Globes has been known, though, always that they don't fall in line yeah. with the Oscar stuff. But even less so but, than usual right? Uh, as well. But I'm, it, I'm hearing a lot of push to just be done with the Golden Globes. Well, yeah, because remember, they went away because all the racial stuff, there was all these issues mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, behind the scenes with the voting body and all these things. Um, and and, I and still more think and more, I'm hearing, people, I'm hearing people bring up the fact that they don't matter, too. Like, the people who make up the Golden Globes voting group don't uh-huh. actually have an opinion that should be cared about by right. Americans. Yeah, yeah, there's something to be said for that. But at the same time, it's like... Uh, I don't know, man. They usually put on, I think, a good show because of the intimacy of it. It's it's different than sure. the Oscars because it's so, so and there's so drinking going on. The argument is so. Then the argument is let's take the fun event away from the people who are no, neither fun nor belong at the event and give it to somebody who does. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to. And you know, it's going to be it. it's going to be Netflix. It's going to be Netflix. Right. Netflix they're, is going to do like a Golden Globes like event. Yeah, but they already have the. Um, SAG Awards, remember? They, they're they the SAG Award. Mm. Like, uh, they, they own might, the rights to that. Maybe they'll turn the SAG Awards. Maybe they'll turn the SAG Awards more like the Golden Globes. Uh, Yeah, could be. Could be. But the SAG Awards has a good thing going for it. And then, so uh, Everything Everywhere won. Because they SAG Awards always, their main award isn't Best Picture. It's Best Ensemble. And that's mm. what won. Uh, Everything Everywhere won that award. Including the acting awards. So, yeah. Um. I think that's the front runner overall for best picture, best actress, best supporting actor for uh short round, short rounds comeback. Mm-hmm. Um and then the Banshees uh might have maybe actor, but that's looking a little rough now too for Colin Farrell. Um who, and who, who knows maybe your, best you picture. You think Banshees is also for best picture? Is that yeah, the, you said that's the other two. one. You think mm-hmm. that's the other one? Huh. Those are okay. the two that are widely regarded as Either one of those is going to win. Um, weirdly, all quiet on the Western Front, which is like a World War One movie that's on Netflix, been on Netflix for a long time now. But uh, it's like one of those movies that's just like an Oscar-y likely candidate. But it's supposedly they're trying to say that's like the third one most likely to win. But I don't see that happening. Mm. Nobody's seen it. Like I feel I like nobody talks about no. it. It looks good. It's supposed it, to be amazing. That- but... I don't know. Adding movies like this to your list of uh, best picture winners is just making it more and more obvious how irrelevant the Oscars are. Yeah. Uh, they're the like looking back at the move they made for the Dark Knight ba- mainly uh, yeah. when they oh, upped the uh-huh. number of uh, of right. uh, nominees to ten. Uh, well, it it seems so much more and more uh, facetious. 
like in retrospect Mm -hmm. because i don't think that like that was just an empty gesture towards the masses saying like fine you want your big stupid blockbusters to get like nominations here's your big stupid blockbusters right uh it never at any point actually took into account the fact that the best picture uh nominee should take in to should like be a movie that has touched many people that has uh-huh. had like an appeal that is easily communicated from one uh, film viewer to another, so much so right. that it makes people go see it. Like these yeah. are things that the Oscars are almost like uh, against. You right. Know? Yeah. 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 It's like a weird so, thing where. Yeah. It was because like there was certain things where uh, those little movies were were becoming like the award winners, but then nobody. If nobody's watching the award show, then it's like, oh, okay, how do we get people to get more involved? Which, like, I don't know if big budgety audiences are wanting to watch award shows anyway. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if that's sure. going to work. But so. but the but it seems like the Oscars' uh, response was the audience is wrong. Let's fix the audience. You know? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, it's that's very it's very uh, uh, principal Skinner saying it's not the ch- it's the children that are wrong. I am correct. I have always been correct. You know, right. like, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah. You lose sight and have to re like re fix your perspective and, and, and realize uh-huh. that, like, no, like there's a middle ground between blockbuster and indie darling. There's. Uh, yeah. affected many people like you know like that's right. also a thing right this year's a little bit different too because Top Gun is the first serious movie where for a while like it seemed like it's like one of those things where it was nominated maybe because it's like supposedly saved the industry of uh, uh, sure. theatrical sure. movie going and this and that and it had good reviews everybody loved it so it's like uh-huh. the first year where like it, they kind of like caught it in the middle where I mean, it's possible yeah, it could, could win like out of nowhere. Who knows? Yeah, like maybe it's I don't, weirdly. I agree that I don't think it'll win. I, I yeah, but I don't see. I it. think that this is the critiques that I heard about that movie line it up perfectly yeah. with what I'm trying to say is a movie that deserves uh-huh. more credit. Like right, that is a hundred percent just a blockbuster movie, but yeah. it is such a well executed thing yeah. that it is artistic in its execution. Right. Like it is right. the the perfection of how it was like pulled off is yeah. in itself incredible and right. worth like noticing. Yep. Yep, that's exactly it. So, yeah, so that'll make it I think fun. So we'll see. Yep. Uh Yeah, watch Tom Cruise gave a speech. He won the producer some producers guild of America award. Um okay. I think like the producer of the year or whatever for for um Top Gun Maverick and uh and deservedly so, but yeah, and he gave a good speech. It was cool. It was interesting. So he already got some recognition. He's gotten a lot of recognition. So it's like that movie doesn't need to win Best Picture anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like all Yeah, yeah. I I don't yeah. think he care I don't think that's a movie that he would be like I don't know, maybe. I don't know. Tom Cruise is a weird guy. This last week or for the last couple of weeks, uh last podcast on the left has uh-huh. been doing a three-part series on David Miscavige. Oh, wow. Uh, Damn, yeah. And so I have learned some things about Tom Cruise in the last couple of weeks that are bonkers. Oh, I uh, Specifically, the way that they lined up his um, uh, possible wives. 
Wow. Like very uh-huh. f- fantastical thing. Oh yeah, a lot of that's in like, pop culture now. Like I feel like a yeah, yeah you yeah, can yeah, find yeah. videos on, but, on a lot of that. But I don't. I wouldn't have found that. Like right, right. The, okay. the guys at okay. last podcast had to have like wrapped it up in a nice little package for me. Sure, David Miskovich, a lunatic, crazy. What yeah. is this person? This is a person that is a from another planet, and he operates. I think um, within like three hours of you actually over that way, um, Southern uh, California well, out <laughs> east. <laughs> At the yeah. moment, at the moment, well, he yeah, is I mean, uh, he is in an unknown location at this oh, very right? moment. Oh, I don't know because that. he is one hundred. Well, they he has ducked um ser- uh, servers so for so long now that uh-huh. the courts finally said it doesn't matter anymore. You are impossible mm. to serve. So the fact that you have not been served no longer matters as to whether or not you're in like right. you should be arrested. Now this is a, a warrant. It doesn't matter. Now oh, you wow. were to be arrested. Right. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For somebody that rich to get like a hardcore warrant like that yeah. is serious. Yeah. So yeah, sure. he is missing at the moment. He All is right. as missing as Shelly Miscovich has been <laughs> for 20 years now. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they were talking about that on the Golden Globe. So that's like a, it's out there in the public a little more. Yeah. yeah. You know, the only reason it even popped into my head or the only reason I gave a dang uh, for mm-hmm. the last whatever is because of that commercial during the uh, the Super Bowl. Mm. Like every time the Super Bowl comes around, the Scientology commercial comes around and I'm all like, oh, yeah, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're around. They're doing their thing. Uh, you know who right. would probably argue with them a lot? You know who huh. would probably get into it with the with the missing logic and reasoning behind their thinking? Hmm. Uh one Charlie Kale might have yes. might have a little bit of a problem with the way they see the world <laughs> and, and the way their shit doesn't line up. Uh yeah. I think that's the case with a lot of people that she runs into. Yeah. Yeah, and things start off kind of like, you know, positive even if like she can't she doesn't necessarily always just gonna see all of it right away but something big has to Mm -hmm. happen and then oh okay let's get to the bottom of this or how did that affect my relationship with this person that i liked within this situation yes you know what i'm saying yeah so um so where are we at with we're talking about poker face we watched it all poker face yes watched all Mm -hmm. of it yep we sang lady gaga every episode I was seating in Lady Gaga the whole time, you know, just for fun. Sure, you have to. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of music. The music was great throughout this series. Uh, <laughs> you could really make a fun mixtape out of all the songs that are that are throughout this. Sure. Uh, very, very stylish. Very like cool, old school. It matches her car. The 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 soundtrack yeah. of this series really fits with her car. But even the uh, theme, even like the little plunky little like. Kind of like a oh, yeah. country oh, no. little banjo. Is that a banjo? The, yeah, her that's theme. her, her theme. theme. Yep. When she went, and there's something really fun about her showing up in every episode, or at least especially at the beginning, in the first few episodes. Yeah. She her she makes an appearance before she physically makes an appearance. Her car will be somewhere, or something that she's known for will come up before yeah. she actually appears, because there's a really fun way that. This show, Poker Face, sets yeah. up their episodes where they'll overlap the story. Mm-hmm. So imagine a story goes A, B, and C. You will watch the murder go from A to B, and then yeah. the story will pick up back again at A, starting with Different how point Charlie was introduced. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. So fun. Just so we're not, no, nobody thinks we're crazy here. Obviously, we know, we remember, we did an episode on how many, like the first four? Oh, I think we yeah. did it. First three. <laughs> oh, I think we four. I saw four. Because I saw, well, I saw one and three. Four. Oh, that's right. I accidentally skipped two. Yeah. That's right. And we had Hanon, who was supposed to join us, but unfortunately couldn't make it today, uh, who had yeah. also seen two, I think. I think she had seen three. Or I'm pretty sure. Barbecue. The okay. barbecue one, I think. Yeah. But um, still, mm, yeah. yeah you're like, right. Yeah. So this went till 10, 10 episodes total. Um, I watched it pretty much week to week. Uh, just saw the final episode today that came out, I think, two days ago or something. And then you had to play catch up, mm-hmm. and then you uh, you just finished all yeah. of them recently. Did you go I back and watch two? Uh, I just remember that. I did. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay, cool. I, I think just a, a little peek behind the curtains, uh, we were getting this ready midweek, and I put away uh, – I went back to episode two on, like, Thursday. Okay. Cracked out, like – two on friday and then oh, cool. saturday i did a mini marathon and just watched like four in a row which is saying a lot dude because i initially told you i knew you hadn't kept up and i was like you know what just watch eight nine ten because it gives you a, right. a summation eight gives you a summation of what came in the middle kind of versions of episodes nine switched it up a lot ten switched it up to back to kind of the beginning so um you see how like i'm saying that would have worked i think to catch you up uh, from like yeah. what they were doing throughout it, but um, that's very cool, man. That's very cool. You went back and and watched them all. Yeah, uh, no, I I knew this was a show that was um, especially uh, Natasha Leone. Uh, the more I watch her, the more I like her. I already yeah. liked her since before, but she was just a character actor that would pop up here and there until Orange Is the New Black, where I loved her character a lot. Uh, and yeah. then we we watched Russian Doll both seasons. That's mm-hmm. I. That's one of my favorite shows oh, yeah. of the last ten years or so. Yeah, that was great. So yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I knew I wanted to go back to it. We should mention the whole. Uh, this is basically Columbo. Uh, right. Back in it, it's almost like beat for beat Columbo. The we back in the when we did our first episode with Hannah, I mentioned that this is a kind of. Uh, type of show called a how catch them where they explain to you who commits the murder and how they committed the murder at the beginning and then Mm -hmm. the detective has to figure out that who killed the murder and what led up to the murder uh, to prove it yeah because it's like yeah typically we have like a who done it like a clue situation where we're trying to figure out oh, yeah. who done the murder. But in this case, yeah, it's like, right. we're going to tell you who did the murder. Okay, cool. And now we're going to work backwards from there and then go from Charlie's fun perspective and work our way towards how does she figure it out, which is it's fun. It's much more of a cat and mouse game than than a yeah. regular uh, mystery. Because in a, in a, you know, Sherlock Holmes, you're running around with Sherlock Holmes as, as clueless as he is getting the same clues as he is and then at the end you're impressed mm-hmm. by him because you both have the same clues but he figured it out whereas right. in this one um it's much more about like oh my god she's about to figure it out oh something happened that got in her way or something like and that. also she's uh, just not like trying to be crafty with her knowledge like she just like lets it be known as she figures stuff out and includes the murderer in her schemes so, and things and thinking you know which is like uh interesting so, too that's very colombo right too yeah like, i'm gonna walk you through the, this now kid right I'll tell you what i the, out. Mm-hmm. the thing i like about this show the most and i like this show very much like nine out of ten 
Uh, wow, the thing okay. I liked about the show the most, I think, is the is his greatest um, uh, Achilles heel. Let's say uh, this show is a writer's exercise. This is a mm, fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is a this show was created for writers to have fun coming up with reasons why this thing or that thing does or doesn't work out or whatever. Right. Right. And I saw the writer's hand kind of often in this show. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, well, especially, a lot of times stuff would happen. So if you remember in the beginning episode that we talked about how like uh, it, this show is very uh, networky, very commercial in a lot of ways where it can play on easily like NBC, CBS, whatever, and totally sustain, sustain itself week to week with just kind of the like story, uh, the story of the week or whatever, you know, the case of the week, which is fine. Yeah, that's totally yes. fine. Um, I think for most of us, though, who are used to streaming shows and this and that, you could do whatever you want. I don't really need that or want too much um, of the same kind of deal. So for me, the sagging parts of the show were when we kind of fell into these typical uh, routines, which specifically is like the Chloe Savigny um, episode where the band mm, yeah. uh, kills one of their members, takes his song. Rest in metal. Yeah. This yeah. this episode was eerily similar to uh, Exit Stage Death, the, um, mm-hmm. the, epi- mm-hmm. the episode with uh, uh, Tim Meadows. And what's the girl from um, the girl from Park? Not Parks and Rec. Uh, the Heaven Hell Afterlife. You know what I'm talking about. Let me pull up her name. No. Oh well. Okay. The Jamila Indian girl. Jamil. The Indian. The Indian. Jamil. Yeah. Jamila Jamil. Yeah. And uh, I I thought you were trying to come up with the the actress who I was like who is that and I didn't realize it was Ellen Barkin. No, I didn't think of Ellen Bar. I forgot about Ellen Barkin too. Yeah, but she's in there too. So, oh, you're right because she's the more the main one because what's her face gets killed pretty quick. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. so these episodes where it's just like two people or a group, kind of somebody scheming to try and get back a former glory, and this and that is like. Um, yes. So those episodes were the least fun for me personally, and it felt like work, kind of just like going through the motions of mm. of a thing. Um, Performance wise, fine. Like everything. Everything otherwise was fine, but just kind of the uh, going through the motions part I, I didn't love. So I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I didn't feel that way. I felt a little different. And uh-huh. uh, it was maybe because – so I have a coworker who's uh, quite a bit younger, and they were telling mm-hmm. me that they are getting into procedurals. Uh, right. Which is funny. Everything young yeah. is old. Everything old is young. Yeah. Uh, hmm. uh Specifically, uh, oh, what's that? The Rookie, uh, with hmm. Nathan Fillion, which may, reminded me of Castle. You know, with Nathan Fillion, super procedural Castle. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. And I remembered that I used to like Bones, also a procedural CSI uh, House. I used to love the CSI. Doctor House. Well, I had never watched those. Yeah. I, I, oh, okay. I, I didn't watch CSI, but I did watch House. Yep. And House and this show have a lot in common. Mm. I think. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially yep. in that intro and the whole introductory section because the uh-huh. in- and this is again why it's a writer's uh, uh, game yeah. because the intro is always a misdirect as well uh, yeah. first of all the person who you think is the murderer uh, or I'm sorry the person you think is nice usually ends up being the murderer mm-hmm. the person who gets murdered is usually uh, comes off as having some some small Somewhat insignificant social, like like 
grossness or thing that mm-hmm. that maybe like if you if you were interacting on a very surface level way you would be put off by this person right then in the course of the episode you realize how that's very much reading a book on its cover by its cover right because that person usually connects very closely to charlie uh, and yes. you see how warm and wonderful this person actually is. Yep. Throughout the episode, you also notice that the person who is following the social norms of politeness and and, mm-hmm. and decency is uh-huh. also usually the person doing some skeevy, messed up thing that ends right. up being a murder. Right. Uh, and and that very much reminds me of how House would start with one character seemingly uh, with in a in a random situation with mm-hmm. one character being very obviously set up to be a person who was ill with some very strange disease, only for the person standing right next to them to be turn out to have fallen injured to some freak accident or something. Right. You know? Yep. Yeah. No. And that's it, true. Yeah. It kind of reminds it's- me of, of House a little bit. Yeah, I know. I like that. And I just, you just reminded me because you're saying how it's like, this is a writer's uh, situation, you know? And it it really, that's the, TV is known as a writer's medium. I don't know if you've heard these sayings mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. like, sure. like movies are a director's medium. Uh, TV mm-hmm. is more of a writer's medium, which is becoming less so, I think, as we get more uh, yeah, diverse and, and, and intricate. And that's- and they're all fools because they're both editors' mediums, but go on. <laughs> That's true, yeah. But the TV one goes, you have to stay in a lane kind of because people want to get involved yeah. in uh, knowing the world and what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I totally get that. But it's like for me, I feel like there was a way to maybe diversify some of the death in terms of like uh, then other than just being like vengeful, you know? Yeah. That's the only thing. Yes. You're you're right. I agree with you that they could have come up with some with a more varied way to get to death. And oh and I'll give them credit. They do do that because there's episodes like the retirement home episode is really good. Uh with Judith Light. Yeah. And uh yeah. what's the lady's name? I don't really know her by I was gonna name. say who I that I did not because I was going through them so quickly. Yeah, I didn't um, do my due diligence in looking up all the actors, but That's every fine. episode yeah. had a ton of uh, guest stars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Now that was like the big thing too with this show because it's a Ryan Johnson show. So like his name alone pulls a lot of um, favor, you know, and or holds a lot of favor. So I knew that. Um, we knew that going in that like each episode was going to be that. Remember, we could I don't even think we listed the cast because we're just like there's too many people on this mm-hmm, show. Mm-hmm. Um, we but stopped re- listing. I think we 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 cut off like yeah the list at some point. Yeah, but there's a lot of um, every episode has at least probably two two faces guaranteed that you've seen uh, before. The I and I recognized both of the the women uh, freedom fighters. Let's yeah. let's go go ahead and call them terrorists. They were exactly terrorists. exactly. Uh, yeah. Esapatha Merkerson is the black lady, and yeah. I know I recognized her, but I've never watched any Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, or Chicago PD, but I have seen Reba the Male Lady on Pee-wee's Playhouse, and I was like, yes, that is where I know that lady. <laughs> That's that? the male lady from Pee-wee's Playhouse, Who? because I don't know if you knew this, Pee-wee's Playhouse has a ton of famous people in it. Uh yeah yeah like um isn't um what's his the name the most famous one being Lawrence Fishburne yes oh is it Lawrence Fishburne okay I was Cowboy gonna say Curtis. Jimmy Smith yeah. for some Curtis, reason Lawrence Fishburne 
But Jimmy Smith is <laughs> yeah. in the movie. No, that... Jimmy Smith is oh, no. Really? Is that no? Know that. That's not him. I'm Big I'm, Adventure. No, the guy who gets in his car reminds me of Jimmy Smith's, but it's not him. Oh, in, in uh, I don't Big who that is. Uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Big Top Pee Wee or Pee Wee's? Oh, okay. Yeah. But who's the lady from Pee Wee's Playhouse that I don't remember? The male the male lady. lady. I can't yeah. even. She's, oh, that's her. Oh, uh, oh, she's the yeah. main other lady here now, right? Yeah, that's funny. Reba the male. Just Google Reba the male lady, and there she will be. Wow. But yeah, Judith Light's been doing a lot of great stuff um, with like Transparent, and uh, yeah, I've seen her in a few things mm-hmm. in the last like five years that she's been you, doing great things. Let's let's go through these episodes a little bit the, through the through the back yeah. five at least because. There's some really good stuff in here. Uh, we talked about the the time of the monkeys, the the one with oh, is that that's the first time we see her her FBI friend. What do you think of uh, Luca? What's his name? Uh, I don't know who you're talking about. The her FBI friend. Oh yeah, he comes back so in uh, episode ten. Um, but I think that's the first episode she comes out. Uh, he comes out. Simon Helberg. Do you know this actor? Yeah, yeah. He's from com- uh, Comedy Bang Bang. He's from uh, Bang. <laughs> what's it called? The Bang Theory? Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory. Theory. Yeah. Isn't he from that? I think that's what Who put him on the map. I, I don't know Big Bang Theory. Oh, I'm pretty he sure. Is. You're right. Yeah. And he does You're a voice. Right. He's one of the nerds, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the main uh, cast in that. I think he was in, yeah, two, and, 279 episodes he was in. Yeah. In in this show, Dan, I, mm-hmm. let me ask you a question: Is mm-hmm. he a uh, a romantic character for Charlie? No, no, you don't think so? No, okay. I didn't get that vibe. Not yeah, it. I don't. Uh, okay. I mean, no, he's a young guy. Right. He's a young guy. So like, he's a he's like a um, like gener- generationally, you know, like a uh, they think similarly and like have similar values or whatever the case may be, you know. So like, I'm, it's by the a end, little hard why. to nail down what. Natasha Leone's character's age is supposed to be too. That's true. That's true. Like she's playing very much simultaneously younger uh, in a lot of ways, <laughs> I feel like, like youthful. Like she's youthful, but yet the hair is pulling Whoa. that off for her, I feel like, because it's like a throwback also, old school Natasha hairstyle. Natasha Leone, she yeah. has such a world weariness about her, mm-hmm. just naturally, that yeah. she comes off as older anyways. And right. then on top of which, she speaks like a annoyingly confused old person. She's so, a, yeah. She's know. like eight it's like she uh she's like a pixie. She talks like she's eighty. She's like a pixie dream girl that's like uh we're not really sure. Like she's out of time. She's like out of time she's and space. She's an octogenarian pixie dream girl. Yeah, where you're just like the age doesn't matter at all because she's not even of this planet in a lot of ways too, you know? So like she's mm-hmm. ethereal, like she's like floating uh around as but like a, a free spirit. That said, yeah. That said, I knew that a uh, race car driver was too young for her. Oh yeah, that I was knew weird. That, that was for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought, mean, all applause the to the of... to him for trying to, and she had yeah, gave that sure. to him too. She's like, God. I totally applaud you on this move, but uh, this is not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, nice try. Yeah, uh, I thought for sure that it was going to turn out that he had a little uh, uh, Romeo and Juliet with the daughter. Of uh, oh. of the uh, okay. of the racer, uh-huh. uh huh. That yeah. is an actor I recognize too. Do you know that guy? The the main race guy. Yeah, Tim Blake Nelson. Oh, oh, right, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you meant the young guy, but yeah, the uh, the no, older no, no. race car driver. Yeah, for sure. Tim Blake Nelson's classic. Uh, I think the first thing I'm gonna say that I recall him in is a uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Um, that was the gonna Coen say Brothers probably one. right. 
Yeah, even though he's an older guy, he didn't get. I don't think he kicked off a, a real career until like 2000. You know, but he's been around. He's I remember around him in Minority then. Report. I remember that. Hmm. That's the same time uh, period. Same time period. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah around sure. that. Around that time. Oh yeah, Watchmen. That's right. Oh, the movie, right? Cool. Oh no, he the show. Plays the, yeah, no, 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 the, the TV show. Yeah. He played the mm-hmm. uh, shiny face. That's shiny right. Shiny face. That's right. Yeah. Rorschach. Cool. Yeah. No, he's so that great. was a fun episode. Uh, that was a cool. Uh, that was one that I figured out pretty quick. Like yeah. immediately upon they show like, you the like, crash. Going, oh, you with the daughter I was, switch? I knew okay. it was the daughter. Oh, yeah, interesting. I figured out pretty quickly. Oh, okay. he's gonna get the. As mm-hmm. soon as he started, oh, that's what it was. When he started taking the like loosening the bolts on his on his yeah. car, I was like, oh, the daughter's gonna drive that car. Right, so, like, right. He's convince the daughter to beat her dad. Yeah, driving it. Yeah, and then we get one of those cases so sometimes where sometimes I could see it. Yeah, where it's like the relationship, like uh, it's a it's a full circle thing of like when you do a bad thing and then it can go even worse than you would have expected, hoping for like a bad thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what that's called, yeah, what that technique totally. is. Yeah, it's like almost Shakespearean. Uh, it's like a Shakespearean. Not a, uh, not a monkey's paw, but sort of kind of like that. Yeah, where it's like he set out to do a bad thing and the guy one-upped him and, and kind of uh, figured out what he was doing well, and then put that's, it back on him tenfold oh no. kind of a thing right it's like sort biblical of kind of like, like a biblically thing kind no, i'm of thinking too. of Karma. Uh, what's the oedipus i'm thinking a little bit of oedipus because what is the 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 they tell him that he will kill his father and marry his mother so they right. like cast him out into the wilderness or whatever and right. then he is raised as an orphan and hates the king so much that he grows up to kill the king and right. steal the queen who ends up being his father and mother right right sort of kind of like that yeah right? yeah so there's there's they're playing on a lot of those themes which is uh interesting um yeah so that was a that was a pretty good one that one was one that was kind of like Okay, we're kind of getting away from the typical of the kind of what came before because those episodes four and six to me were the low points. Um, but then with seven, we start to ramp up really, really greatly, dude. Episode eight is really good, um, mainly well, because I mean, you the the heavy hitters in this in that episode they really loaded uh, yeah. episode eight up with like with like a-listers or like yeah. real character heavies but i can tell uh, you nick nolte of course right nick nolte go ahead so so this episode i don't know if you would get this because i've talked quite a bit i feel like to you maybe not on mic all the time but um with um the guy phil Tippett, the guy who this is a guy who i've learned about actually in the netflix show the movies that made us about jurassic park and so the guy who so Jurassic Park was a sea change situation where we went from practical effects to overnight realizing like we could do a lot of dinosaur cool shit with digital oh, CGI okay. stuff. I figured Mad okay, God. You know where I'm going right? with this. Mad God. To Mad yes. God. Yes. Exactly. So okay. Phil Tippett. That's what I thought. I was like, I think we're going to Mad God. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy Phil Tippett worked on Jurassic Park, a lot of legendary movies, as like a stop motiony kind of like genius, and he could do a yeah. lot of. He's like an artist. He's like a real true artist, and it started to change, and he started to lose some of that with Jurassic Park uh, and the advent of uh, CGI and stuff. So this basically is Nick Nolte playing a version of Phil Tippett. Uh, this yeah. uh, this monster creator and, and stop motion artist. So, yeah, it was cool May to I see read a bit from sure 
a bit from Wikipedia. Please. Ryan Johnson described the episode as a love letter to Phil Tippett, yes. a film director and visual effects supervisor and producer. The writers felt inspired uh, by one of his documentaries, Mad Dreams and Monsters, into creating the episode. Yeah. Yeah, I've learned a lot about. I've seen Mad God, which is um, Phil Tippett's. Uh, not. Uh, no, I was gonna say Nom de Plume. I don't know if that's proper, but it's like his like wor- his life's work, culmination of his life's work mm-hmm. is this like feature length uh, yeah. stop motion uh, nightmare scape hellscape situation. It's amazing. Um, so he did, I, and I have yet to. I have yeah. yet to read a review about it. That I've uh-huh. read plenty of reviews that don't like it. I have okay, yet sure. to read a review that didn't respect. it. Right, exactly. Yeah, because it took so much. It took. It wasn't consistently thirty years, but it was like they made it over thirty years and uh, with no budget, really. You know, people, a lot of volunteer people, just like helping out and stuff. You know, um, so yeah, which so, is what we see Nick Nolte doing in his house here, right? Right, with the Orpheum, the Orpheus syndrome. Yeah, we kind of see him, and he's older than Phil Tippett. So I'll say that. Like, there's a he's kind of playing like an aged version of this guy that's like on his last legs in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Phil Tippett still seems like pretty spry, seventy uh, something year old. You know, uh, so yeah, so we're seeing him make some of these uh, stop motion movies in his uh, garage slash uh, shop studio space. Yeah, in his in it that is a straight up workshop, sir. That is a yeah, no. That, it looks this like man a- has had some success. He has a, he yeah. has turned a barn into a freaking cool workshop, and something mm-hmm. interesting about the show, um, mm-hmm. in that this was an episode that was written as a possible ending. Uh, oh, I can see that for her for her character that she oh. might have stayed there, that she might have ended up there and disappeared there, and just been like, "No, yeah. this is what I do for the rest of my life." She really seemed to like love being with uh, Nick Nolte's character. And hanging out and like just making shit and like, and she seems like that type of person too that would fall in line with that kind of uh, work, you know? And so, yeah, that was a, yeah, it's a, that's a fun up. Here's a quote from Leon. Uh, to a certain extent, as we wrap out the back half, I can definitely see the track between how Nolte not being a final home uh, changes her point of view. Uh, it cements mm-hmm. her status as a lone wolf that uh, then uh, out of the quote. That are if mm-hmm. if Arthur had not died in the episode, that maybe she would have changed her her mindset about being alone. Right, and we don't have to go directly to the next step if you're not ready. But uh, I was going to say it kind of feeds into the next two in a in a oh, cool yeah. way because it's the person she got closest to that then we see her in the next episode, like all of a sudden get into like a romantic relationship and then almost die basically in that episode. So it's like uh, things are escalating starting with episode eight into nine and then crazily kind of mm-hmm. like winding back down in 10. So, uh, yeah, like she gets, it, she spends a uh-huh. lot more time almost with the people. Well, no, she spends a lot of time with all the victims before they die. Uh, but yeah, I did yeah. want to mention that, uh, the, the episode again is full of, uh, ringers. Uh, specifically, oh, yeah. I always like to see Louis Guzman show up in anything. Uh, yes. and, the, he's so good in this. He's so he has mm-hmm. such a an ability to <laughs> disarm. Mm-hmm. Like his his like he can turn from like because he's played like like real shit heels. You know oh, he's yeah. played like like venomous bastards, right? Yep. yep. But 
he opens his eyes wide and turns his uh his hands palm side up and suddenly <laughs> you're like this is the nicest man that's ever happened yeah. like yeah. like you just you you worry about him right. i was worried about him through the episode i thought he was going to die if they'll, if yeah. if cherry jones will kill uh uh nick nolte she'll sure as yeah. hell kill louis guzman yeah, uh, oh, yeah for and the sure. uh, and yeah it was it, Having the three of them like play off of each other like throughout the episode, a lot of fun. Yeah, like three old pros. You just didn't know doing their job. Very did you cool. know Luis Luis Guzman was in this before? Did we? Do you remember no, seeing his no, name on not. a list? Okay, because you remember. Even if I even if I did, like it would have been lost in a in a crowd. Yeah. I yeah. I didn't okay. remember everybody who was in it. So I had been keeping up week to week. You hadn't like kind of kept going with it, and then you remember I texted you and I was like. Guess what? Luis Guzman is in uh, Poker Face, but mm. he's playing a character named Raul. But spelled. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> and then we talked about how people with O's in their Raul's are false Raul's. Yes, yes, yes. I remember. Yeah, you're adamantly against it. That was interesting to me, too, because mm-hmm. I was like, you're not supposed to say that on the podcast. Jeez. Oh, are you going to get taken Outing out? How me like that? Like Raul, Raul Julia. Do you have any Raul Raul's there are? <laughs> Raul Julia spelled it correctly. Oh, did he? Uh, no. Yes, and I said that I and I said that I have uh I there is a uh, camaraderie uh, I hold for Rahul's because that is a different name. Right, right. No, and that's why like because the pronunciation of like Raul with an O in it is like a kind of a it's different same. whole thing. It feels no, different though, same. like in the pronunciation. It's supposed to be pronounced the same. It's oh. supposed to be pronounced. the oh, same. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. Fine. You know, the only person who's not in this show, I think, is uh. Is what's his name from uh, the Mandalorian? I think is probably you know Pedro Pascal is the only <laughs> famous person right now. Not in that. That guy's everywhere. He's busy. Right now. Yeah, he's too busy. Oh, uh, the yeah. guy Tim Russ. Did you recognize the the black dude from uh, from this episode? No, he seemed really familiar to me, and I don't oh, think I recognized him. The guy who became a bust. Right. Yes. Right. Terrifying. Uh, Terrifying. Yes. Tim Russ. Oh, Russ. I see. Okay. I thought it was Paul Russ's brother for a second. I was like, wait a minute. No way. Uh, yeah, he's like a character guy. He seems like he's okay. just playing so little he bit some, stuff. Somebody. Yeah, I don't think. He does seem like he has oh. the the demeanor of somebody that we know. Yeah. Uh-huh. I should also mention that that episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do want to talk about that episode more. Because something okay. really cool about that episode was that it was done in a bunch of different styles. That episode uh, starts uh-huh. off in an old monster movie style. It mm-hmm. goes through a few dramatic uh, changes because uh, the way uh, the... Uh, I'm sorry, forgot her name already. Charlie? Charlie? Uh, no, Charlie the Cherry woman, Jones? the killer, Laura, Cherry Jones, Cherry Jones's mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. Uh, the way she's two faced actually changes the way the scenes are filmed around her. So, like, mm. you'll see mm-hmm. a scene where she's sad and it'll be filmed one way and then you'll see the scene after, you know, she's faking and it'll be right. totally it'll look very different. Yeah. Uh, even the scene where uh, Charlie's wearing the horse head. Uh, is oh, yeah. ridiculous and yeah. it's shot like a like a screwball comedy uh-huh. uh, yep. Dan this episode was directed by did you see who yeah Leon Natasha yeah. Leon and she wrote it yeah. she co-wrote it too so it's like she's right. all over this one yeah which very cool but more mm-hmm. importantly she directed it because it's so crazy directed it's directed yeah. in a bunch of different styles yep and like it takes she like it makes sense that an actor sees the style from that side of the camera kind of and translates right. it to to the audience i like right. I, I liked it a lot i wanted to mention that yeah 
No, I, I agree. Yeah. And that's like a cool idea that you can do because we have these distinct spaces. We have like the sterile, Richie Rich, uh, Cherry Jones house. And then we have, which is a completely more just kind of like straightforward mm-hmm. directing situation in a lot of ways. And then you have the Phil Tippett one, which is like darker and more ominous and more just like and, and but also more natural and like yeah, yeah more like, life. More it's life, got wood lifeful. and it's got yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was interesting very, to play with cool. those ideas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So then after you give your star the keys to the car and they bring it back and they haven't ruined it. Uh-huh. Just to be safe, you put the keys back in the hands of the boss. <laughs> you put them in the hands of Ryan Johnson, and you say, Ryan, give us another episode. And then he gives us Escape from Shit Mountain. Oh, did he direct this? This was a fun episode. He certainly did. Oh, the last two? Did he do the last two? Nope. Nope. Just this one. He did not direct uh, the hook. Uh, nope, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, was... Let's talk about Escape from Shit Mountain. Escape from Shit Mountain is its own film. This is a film. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is like a you I, watch this by itself. Yeah, totally. Totally. You don't just need be like, the rest of, You don't need the rest of the show for this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one's like a super fun, bizarre, like different seats. Like, again, a sea change of like uh, tones and uh, and rhythms in terms of like we've, we're seeing our character who is beloved, who actually remember. So I brought that we brought this up like in the um, the first four that we were like, is she always just going to like float around and kind of not be mm. in danger or like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it just seems like she's just always, I think, things I are going to work gonna, out, you know? We're really going to talk about this in the next episode, but yeah, yeah. totally. Well, this one's specific because this is more the one where she's like left for dead. Uh, she gets hit by oh, a car. I meant because oh. I meant because of the conversation she has with her sister in the next one. That's the one oh, that really cements how floaty she is. Yeah, for sure. But in terms of just like her, just like... Uh, put in danger put in harm's way sure, where like you're right she yeah. i thought she was gonna die she is like, in the most like danger in this one yeah, yeah. well she does die let's let's right. establish right. this right now uh that she does have superpowers yes uh she has the power of like providence she has mm-hmm. like god on her side basically right uh yeah. And that's the only way that she doesn't die in this episode because she gets mm-hmm, hit mm-hmm. by the car in a <laughs> in a comically the the CG was a little rough for that. Uh, yes, they they should have done something different it's with TV. the image of her getting hit. Yeah, yeah I'm saying they could have they should not it, have like, done a dead straight on shot of that. Yeah. You know, yes, exactly. Uh, but they looks really like she died. wanted to show you, but they really wanted to show you the car swerve around the moose. Or right, the elk. right. That's and that was the best way to, but no, because like an overhead shot would have done that just fine. Right, like, exactly. And you could have blur, you could have smudged the, uh-huh. the body getting hit. Yeah, that shot that they used to show her getting hit is just a terrible shot for bad CG. Yeah, like this we can see everything. Good. It just you see too much almost. You know, like we're revealing too much exactly. data. Yeah, yeah, like uh, but know. but fine. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll accept she survives that, but then getting stabbed too. That's a that's a road too far. And buried like, alive, and then it's like the buried alive thing is not so bad because she was buried, alive, buried alive in that she wasn't, but she alive. wasn't buried yeah. alive in that she wasn't. Um, no, 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 she wasn't um, suffocated. She was right. the yeah. way that they buried her. Yeah. She could breathe, which is the opposite. Like that doesn't that doesn't more, count. She was she yeah. was angled into a hole. She was. I'm just saying so from, much buried. Yeah, it's more just like a psychological type uh, damage yeah. thing where you're just like, True. I'm found in. I'm alive, but I like where am I? And but I'm again, in a hole. yeah. That that goes back to how. 
What the One hell? minor technical difficulty. There he is. He's back. Ronald's back. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I don't good. know what happened. That's all good. That, uh, that goes back to how she's like a befuddled old person, though, because she right. is, she <laughs> is, she, her response, like when she is telling people, and we'll, let's talk about how she talks too much to murderers. Uh, yeah, right. When she's explaining her situation to people, she's explaining as if there's absolutely no way someone put her there and it's right. possible she's speaking to those people at the right. moment. I know. She's talking like, and then this crazy thing happened where I needed to grab this sticky stick and sticky stick my way out of a, you know, yeah. she's doing her, I'm a cute old talky person, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But, but like that belies her cleverness because she should yeah. be like, holy shit, I'm in a super dangerous situation right now. Maybe hold a little bit of something close to yeah. the chest, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, but it's part of the thing, part of the the character and like kind of drives things forward by like saying that stuff and then seeing how everybody reacts to to it you know i just thought of it it's and again it's back to the writer's hand is shown a little bit what it is is it's a cat and mouse game where half the time the cat doesn't realize it's a cat (laughs) right like like halfway through the cat through the show the cat goes holy crap i'm a cat you're yeah. a mouse. I'm supposed yeah. to be chasing you. Right. You know, like, right. And then inherently where, she where thinks the she's mouse the mouse. has been running and the yeah. mouse has been running the whole time. Right. Like, avoiding the cat. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Funny. Totally. Yeah, man. So that episode is crazy. Yeah. Oh, let's go to um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, talk, Well, you don't want... I was gonna say you don't want to talk about the people in this show. No, 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 no. Of course, or yeah. This episode, yeah. Um, yeah. So, jo- so Joe, so it didn't go. hit me. It didn't hit me like, and I'm such an it, like. It should have hit me way quicker. But I was just like, oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in this, and then, and then of course he was in Brick with Ryan Johnson directing. Yep. Way oh, way he back. He is in the one day. of Ryan Johnson's. He is one yeah. of Ryan. Oh yeah. Uh, Nowadays, it's very obvious when directors have a have a quiver of actors, and yeah. he's one of his biggest arrows for sure. Yeah, but has he been in? Any, I don't think he's been in anything else with him. Uh, oh no, Looper. Is that, is Looper. that true? Uh, Looper. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I don't, I don't think that's true. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah cool no, he's him. great because he is. Mm-hmm. He's he he does scumbag real good. Exactly, because uh, he's mm-hmm. he's charming uh, enough, even through smarm, that you yeah. want to cheer for Joe Gordon. You want right. him to not be the bad guy. Every time Joe Go is the bad guy, mm-hmm. he disappoints you. You go, ah, come on, man. Yeah, don't be a shithead. Well, and it starts but off. You is. can't really tell exactly how the episode's starting because he's just in his house. You're like, Ooh. oh. He's like, I think he's a piece of shit right off the bat. Like, you, oh, okay. Like, I wasn't positive. Well, oh no, 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 no. They show the, they yeah. show the, they show you. They show you because the, the first round, the first uh, uh, circle of events, uh-huh. he does not tip. They show you that he doesn't tip. Oh, so you know he's a dick. Oh, I must have missed that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't. Yeah, I didn't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The start, very first time he orders food, he doesn't tip. Oh, in his. Yeah. Oh, I see yeah. what you're saying for delivery. They do oh, the okay. circle of things that he does over and over again. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I was just trying to feel out for for what was going on. But yeah, pretty quickly we realize he's under house arrest, and that's not for no good reason. Um, even though the weather seems like too like at first like maybe he's just stuck inside because of uh, a weather situation or whatever. It kind of reminded me of. Um, the dude from uh, uh, Ex Machina who lives in that big property, yeah. you know, like just kind of doing his own thing yeah. and like fancy house. I, and- I got a little bit, I were, I thought it was maybe a little bit of self-isolation 
uh, right. I thought right. at yep. the beginning. I yeah. thought, um, what's his name? I know there's better examples, but Steve Martin in uh, 30 Rock. Oh, no, he is well, under house arrest. He's pretending oh, really? to be a person with uh, agoraphobia. Oh. But he's actually under house arrest. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I don't even remember St- uh, Steve Martin in that. Yeah, wow. Steve Martin dates. He dates uh, uh, Liz Lemon for a minute. And she's oh, like, okay. he's wow. so much older, but he's sophisticated. And he's nice. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't like to leave his house, but he's very rich. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. No, uh, that's. Uh-huh. This this episode too, Dan. You know what this episode has probably more than any other episode. Mm-hmm. A movie I would have liked to see within it. That's like ha- right. that happened before I got to this part. Yeah, like the story of David Castaneda and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and the girl whose name I don't remember. Stephanie uh, Sue. That. Oh no 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 right. no no Talking the about- missing the missing skier. Oh okay yeah uh, Jones. I, I meant Jones. the name that. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, they even mentioned that she has a cool name. She's yeah. got a superhero name. Yeah. I forget it too. That that story is good because because Castaneda is playing wounded so well. Uh and right. that's a that's a character trait we saw him do really well uh while still being hyper violent in the Umbrella Academy. Like he's like a crazy angry person who is a hundred percent a broken little boy. Like mm-hmm. you're you that character is very obviously a super sad boy. Yeah, right. And he does that really good here, and it and it balances against uh the the smarmy charm of Levitt really good. You go like, right. oh, Levitt could totally take advantage of this guy. Like he absolutely could tear this guy apart. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and then I, cl- the classic, he was in love with the girl that that ended up dying. Right, you know, yeah. That, that that Joseph Gordon-Levitt killed. That yeah. was that was a that was a nice little reveal. Oh. But but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say Joseph Gordon-Levitt was recently in that Uber show. So this reminded me of maybe something. Like I was, it didn't seem like a, a stretch that much having had that show just come out like in the last year where he played like a tech tech billionaire who's oh. like a douche. And so also, yeah, also that could be the yeah. story before this is what I'm saying. Like that could have been oh that yeah sure movie in a way. And that's what uh, I was yeah, doing in my own head. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was making him in my own head, basically. I yeah. totally dig it. Yeah, let me—I do want to mention one more thing about this episode. Uh, Stephanie Sue, uh, she's got some parts. She's she's doing some work. She's this in the best the picture. Character that oh, she's right, in everything she everywhere is. all at uh, once. I can totally forget about right, that too. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. this is the character that broke my heart the most to die. Mm-hmm. This is the one that made me the most sad. Mm. Uh, she was almost Charlie's equal. Only in that she was too young to be wise enough to see the danger. Right. That was the only difference between her and Charlie. Yeah. Was she was she got maybe too clever too fast Mm -hmm. and was and was too like sure of herself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that that deal was just like a little too like too good to be true kind of a thing obviously gonna you know? bite her yeah it was obviously yeah. gonna bite her mm-hmm. yeah and i love so i love the yeah. relationship too between natasha who like is dealing with this girl that she doesn't like like most of the time natasha is the weird one and everybody's kind of just like mm-hmm. working with her and around her and she floats around them or whatever and this like she keeps yep. getting her wallet stolen by a. Uh, who she calls Morty. I can't remember the full name, but it's like Morty. a dude's name based on oh, the wallet yeah. she stole, you know, the card in her wallet. Mm-hmm. She keeps just calling him, calling Mort- her Morty. Mortimer Bernstein. That's it. Mortimer yeah. Bernstein. Such a good name. 
And he, she's calling he's her good. Mortimer. Oh, God, Morty. And she's just calling her by the name of the stolen card yeah. customer. Yeah. So it's just great, man. It's fun. It's a fun We. One. I should mention something that I loved uh, back, way back in the, in the second episode that kind of came back a little bit. Mm. Uh, is that Hong Chow played uh, Marge, uh, also a fake oh, name, back uh-huh. in episode two. Uh-huh. Very similar to this character, not just because mm. they both have like some Asian uh, identifying like features, <laughs> yeah. But like, just like Marge could have been the old uh, Morty. Oh, you know? interesting. Yeah. Wait, what was the second episode? I'm trying to remember. That was oh, she's the truck restaurant. The they trucker. even introduce yeah. each other yeah. the same way, or like through drugs, aren't they both? Like, oh, like uh-huh. I got a bunch of drugs. I have all these different kinds of drugs. If you want, right? They both like bring that up, right? Yeah, that's true. And she's kind of solo on the road kind of person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. she's cool. Marge is dope as hell. Yeah, Marge's yeah. character is super cool. And then kind of often killed in a similar kind of just like random. No, Marge is too, Marge right? is not killed. Nope, Marge is, she leaves the information with the waitress to get Marge out of jail. And the waitress who had been surly through the episode shows a very clear, like, you, like, we've got each other's back here type of, like, uh, yeah. like she gives Charlie the the high sign that don't worry, we got this. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And she drops the body. That's what I'm remembering. I knew something was involved with the body. Yes. She drops that body at the uh, in the camera. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a bummer! Too that that guy also broke my heart uh, as a as a as a victim. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad uh, the the girl. That uh, the little rich girl, uh-huh. the quote unquote <laughs> little rich girl who works in a freaking uh, gas station. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's great. I'm glad she came back as a, like a uh, when we do the recap of in in the next episode we're about to start talking about the hook. Uh huh. Oh when yeah. We do the recap of how Cliff has been spending his year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what a great recap, dude. Well, Let's just oh, it. just jumping right into that. Yeah. So that episode, I love that. Um, it it didn't hit me really till like ten minutes in, but then I kind of realized with the relationship between Perlman and uh, Cliff that it's like um, it's going the way of a regular episode. This is a regular poker face uh, setup to an episode with a murder uh, where where Cliff oh. is our guy. You know what I'm saying? And yes, like, you're right. Yeah, I, you. I just realized that right now. You're yeah, right. You're I was like, right. yeah, I was like, it hit me because I was like, oh wait, this is the setup because Perlman's gonna die. Perlman's the death. Mm-hmm. And I knew he. They didn't the, show and, it. And they didn't show right Cliff, away. And Cliff is the person you would yes. not expect to be guilty of the murder. Right. Yeah, I mean, even though the, it's setting it up as he's the disgruntled <laughs> one, because it's the you know he's the yeah. Chloe Savigny of the uh, thing, you know, right? Or whoever. And at the beginning of the murders, we usually get a pretty clear like reason why the murderer is committing the murder. It's just right. n- not a good reason. Right. It's never a good enough reason to yeah. murder. Yeah. Uh, and sure enough, throughout the episode, Charlie will uh, communicate all of her information with the person who was guilty of that murder. Right. That was a thing that was starting to get annoying to me by the end of the show. Yeah. Is that Charlie always found a way to spill her guts to the wrong person. Right. Right. In a way, though, it actually, like when she's on the that yacht at the end. And she's yelling through the door, like, exactly what's going on. Like, I found your glow-in-the-dark chips, man. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, good stuff. He, it forces stuff. him to come back and deal with her uh, because now she's got more info, too. Yeah. More than that, even. Yeah. More than that, even. And something that Cliff and a couple of other characters do, but Cliff does it masterfully. Uh, mm-hmm. He 
communicates with Charlie without ever answering a question that would make it sound like he's lying. He mm-hmm. never lies to her. Mm-hmm. Whenever yep. she puts a question to him, it's never because she's never she knows, asking. Him he knows a question. the trick too. He knows her trick. Yes. Yeah. But she doesn't know to ask him incriminating questions. Yeah. She's right, just right. asked because she doesn't usually ask incriminating questions. She's yeah. usually asked questions in the course of just being curious. Uh-huh. And then the murderer, in the course of being too sure of themselves, yep. gives information that was unnecessary to give right. and, and comes off as a lie. Right. Cliff knows to not only not do that, but not even answer questions. Whenever Charlie asks a question that could incriminate Cliff, Cliff returns a question as right. if he's following the line of uh, questioning that she's doing. Yeah, exactly. Like she, he is on your side because yeah. he's following your line of yep. thinking, and not that's all we're avoiding gonna do. your question. That's all we're going to cover. Yep. We're not going to go into anything else. Similar to the race car right. driver guy, the young kid. The young kid race car driver was like, mm-hmm. seemed very honest to her until she happened to yeah. hear, and this was like kind of a weird little convenient thing where it happens in TV shows and whatever. Where I overheard the conversation and I was like, bullshit yeah, and she's a like a bit bullshit. of overhearing in this show yeah <laughs> which is fine like okay like we that's how we got there okay they, uh. you have to you have to think uh as far as if this if if the writers of this show were nba uh basketball players uh mm-hmm. they are only shooting high difficulty threes right mm-hmm. all they're doing throughout the throughout every time that they approach the fact that charlie can tell when somebody is lying and that has to be a story point that is a high yeah. difficulty three-pointer that they're shooting right because that's hard right. to pull off the number yeah. of times they pull it off that's a, an out of control uh shot percentage yeah that is exactly. they're yeah. they're shooting out of their minds mm-hmm. so the fact that they slip a couple times mm-hmm. doesn't hurt the show i don't think no no, no, I think it's uh, fine. You know, it's it's just the way it's gonna. Yeah. It's just the way it's gonna go, kind of. But um, but yeah. So like seeing that similarity between uh, yeah, those guys. Um, and then um, uh, ultimately, yeah. Does she ever catch? I don't think she ever catches. Like she pieces it together on her own. It's never because of what he said that she figures out he's lying. Right? I don't think. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he does lie about yeah, the chip. Yeah, I'm trying ship. to remember exactly how it. How it goes. Like the chips thing, he never really liked because he's just like, no, he always has a chip. Just true. And it's like she, he, he doesn't go like you said. He doesn't he doesn't take the bait. Oh, OK. So the, the the thing, the the part of the show that was the writeriest part for me. Uh-huh. And I there's a good reason for it that they should have done more quickly is uh-huh. he says, hey, go get my iPad. It's over there. Right. Um, right. Do me a favor, writers. And first oh. of all, say say down below because over there, when you're standing on the top of a <laughs> boat, on, on exactly. is not yeah. under, and it yeah. didn't give us the idea that he's trying to get her away. Uh-huh. He should have been trying to get her down below so that he could lock the door. Right. He doesn't think to lock the door until after she finds his poker yeah. chips yep. and immediately tells him, "Hey, I figured out that you're the bad guy." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that part was a little not. It wasn't the best written. Uh, yeah. but I didn't care because I want because yeah. then they are arguing through the door using pure logic to uh-huh. argue what is basically a life and death situation, right. which is very funny. Yeah. Which is funny to me that they're so calm and logical <laughs> and they're arguing basically against each other's lives. Right, like, <laughs> it's very funny. The other thing that I was trying to figure, piece it together, and as it happened, it proved why it was there but the penis uh ring 
the penis ring that has a yeah. black light on it, basically, that she then uses to figure out the chips uh, was yeah. cool. It was like a cool little detective-y like, thing. And it, again, it's a superhero thing, I think, too, where for one thing, she has it stuck yes. on her finger. She can't get rid of it. She almost ready to take it off and throw it away. Like, what the hell? I well, no, she thing. does. She loses it a couple times. Well, one time, yeah. She loses it one time, and then oh, it magically is back on her finger. Yeah, like at her sister's house. Remember, she like and uh, it again can't come off. Yeah, yeah. right. It, it well, was, it does it come in the daughter, the daughter to find. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's like, uh, yeah, some magical. Well, realism but there. also remember the way that she got it was very much uh the call to it's the what's it she's on the, uh, the bachelorette the hero's party. journey hero's she's journey, on right. the hero's uh-huh. journey and that uh-huh. was yeah she had to catch the white rabbit that was the uh she was right. the call to adventure that was her call to adventure so and that's what i love like the they the coming the about the lake of thing. was the little was the lady was the lady on the bus that was crying yeah but the ability to pick up something so innocuous, like a little weird thing, and just like find a way that it comes back to help her is like cool, you know? It's like a fun. I oh, like stuff totally. like that, you know, where you're just like, because you're like, no way am I going to figure out, like, I can't figure out how this thing works or comes to back to do anything, but it's there for a reason. It's not like it's not, it's like just funny. It's not, you know, this show's not just trying to be funny and quirky, you know? It's like there's a purpose. So, so, so it is. So it, but mm-hmm. it kind of is, Dan. <laughs> but it kind of is Dan, and let me tell you why. Okay. Let me tell you why it okay. is Dan. Yep. Because the name of the episode is The Hook. And uh-huh. the reason why the episode is called The Hook is because, and this is pretty, it's pretty great. It, yeah. it's, it shouldn't have worked, and it did. Uh, Cliff starts to say the lyrics to the song The Hook. Uh, yeah, but by okay. who is that band? I don't know. I didn't what know that, that song. That's a Blues Traveler. Is it Blues Traveler oh. or is it a. I don't know. <clears throat> is Blues Traveler or the other guy? Who's the other guy that uh, sings like that? Oh. Crash Into You? Or oh, that guy? Dave Matthews? Dave Matthews? Is it, Dave, it might be Dave. I think it's Dave Matthews. Anyway. It's called The I Hook I looked into for the sure. song. I've, oh, okay. Yes. And I've looked, into the, I've looked into the lyrics and what it's about. Uh-huh. So, Dan. Oh, it is Blues what Traveler. What this song is about. It is a blues yeah, track. Yeah. Okay, my mistake. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <clears throat> the, what this song is about, Dan, uh-huh. and if you read the lyrics you'll and, and if you listen to him tell them, uh-huh. the song is about how music, pop music is fake. Mm-hmm. It's just all the things that you like, all the things that make you feel good and make you feel bad, they're lined up just the right way to hit you, and the hook always ha- brings you back. Mm-hmm. It's always It always touches. You think that, but it's a trick. It's all the music is doing a trick to you. It's pulling you back. It's doing the same thing over and over. It's not mm-hmm. fun to do. It's not artistic or it's not necessarily artistic, but it does work and it works every time. That's mm-hmm. what this show is, Dan. That's mm-hmm. what Poker Face is. They're doing mm-hmm. the trick. They're getting you with the hook every time. They're doing right. the formula. They've got the formula down, though. Yeah. It doesn't have to be new. Uh-huh. It doesn't have to be shiny and bright and incredible. Right. they've got the hook. And the hook always brings you back. Yeah. yeah. And just reading some of these lyrics, I can see uh, Charlie uh, encapsulated in uh, a lot of this uh, uh, stuff that's being the specifically that part that he was reading, you know, just stuff yeah. about like uh, how she lives her life. And it's like... Uh, you know, just got to be out there, out there in the world. Don't. Oh, and that leads to the, the sister conversation, which was really great. Um, right before um, Charlie leaves, the sister kind of lays everything out there about her character that we Oof. kind of always Oof. had a feeling about, but didn't hear it blatantly yelled, you know. 
And 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 only because I've been with Charlie through nine and a half episodes do I side with her in this argument and like yeah. am against the sister. Uh, but there is a there is a, a a series of events that might have happened before we join these two sisters in their story mm-hmm. that could have lined up in a way that the sister's a hundred percent right. Oh and yeah, Charlie's no, this absolutely in the wrong. Yeah, well, and I think it, I think it's like all things in a way, and like the sister kind of comes full circle in her own telling of things, which is interesting because mm-hmm. it's like the sister just seems like obviously this daughter, this sister of mine can't, you know, can't be domesticated, doesn't want this like usual life or whatever it has to be out there, and kind of realizes like, yeah, maybe you're helping people, not even knowing what's going on in the world, but like being like you're a good person, you have a good heart, yeah, saying these true things, her, honest she things. Says, yeah. There's good in you. There's yeah. good in you, and you spend it on the people, on strangers, and not on the people who love you. Right, right. Which and, is like, uh, maybe not... It, it's a bummer. Yeah, it can be like a bummer side of thing, but at the same time, she's like, you are probably helping people, so that it kind of is like, a, but, but you're doing something out there. But she doesn't... But, but it's very clear, I think, that she is sad about this. Um, that she loves her sister, and she... Yeah, she, she hopes she had a for relationship a with her niece. Situation. Yep. Uh, and then she lays it out really well. The sister says, there is a world where you do all these things and we are good. You mm-hmm. will continue to not choose that world. Right. And she says, yes. The, yeah. She says nothing to dissuade her from that thought. Right. Uh, Charlie. Charlie yeah. does nothing to say, maybe I will, maybe I nope. nope. She goes, okay, well, that's where we are then. Yeah. And, and if anything, right this along. show proved you know, that. You know, the, this show no. was, you know what I'm saying? Like the journey of the show mm-hmm. culminates in that speech and Charlie already knowing that really about herself for the most part, probably, and kind of proving to herself through solving these murders and stuff that like she really is, you know, kind of helping people and kind yeah. of doing good or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Kind of confirming her life's and journey. Anything, okay, cool. Yeah. She's also free. Like she's fully free. Like that scene, she then, she is standing in front of her sister and she has to awkwardly turn around <laughs> and climb through on her hands yeah. and knees yeah. into a little square mm-hmm. a thing that they used to do together when they were children right like exactly. uh like and and like and alice I, in wonderland i, I just feel awkward. alice in wonderland thing yeah uh-huh and and standing there watching that feel that scene i feel awkward and i mm-hmm. bet the sister feels awkward and mm-hmm. i bet charlie doesn't Mm-mm. I bet Charlie's like, well, another dumb thing I got myself into. Right. Got to crawl through it again. Yeah. Doop, 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 <laughs> yeah. You know? And there she goes. Yeah. And, and then off hug. she goes to do to the next adventure. They don't even hug. Yeah. Like, that's no, it's, why a I was bar- like, it's all sad. Yeah. Uh, like, when they leave, like, when she closes that door, it is sad. It is yeah. nothing but sad. There's yep. nothing happening there that is not sad. Right. Yep. Yep. And I feel yeah. bad. But, part- but she still loves her because... Yeah, because Ron Perlman mentions you have family in Vegas, right? And and, and he goes, no, 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 that wasn't a threat. I didn't mean that as a threat. That was Atlantic so City. Charlie, I'm sorry, Atlantic, Atlantic City. City. But yeah, yeah. she so, says, uh-huh. but but that's who she's that's yeah, that's who he's referencing. Yep. So there's still obviously a lot of love there. There's still obviously you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, yeah. And who yeah. else outside of this uh, pocket of whatever that we don't know about yet? Even like, and it'll probably be maybe explored in the second. Uh, oh, by the way, there's a second season. Uh, confirmed. Also, uh, yeah, I, I had a feeling. Yeah, this is like very obvious. Also, it's good, popular. It's doing really good. Yeah, it's doing really good. Yeah. Uh, Dan, the name of this episode, right? Yeah. What movie is her niece? Oh watching? shit! Yeah. Ah, wow. Yeah. Oh my god. Sneaky, sneaky. Dude, yeah. He's watching Steven and- Spielberg's. Peter Pan. Opus. I was and uh, I was really putting it together in my mind that like she's like oh she's there to get the keys for the boat. 
and Hook is on a boat, and I was like, uh, mm-hmm. is this a parallel, like some kind of parallel or yeah, something? Little, but little connections everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, other than that, I don't know, because she doesn't really reference it, and then that specific scene doesn't really, so I don't know. It was just kind of a, I think that was a random, like, I don't know if there's that much more Easter there. Eggs, little Easter eggs, we'll yeah. call them. Yeah, yeah. Just a little, so egg, little Easter eggs for everybody. Yeah. So fun. we end in a place where, let me let me see if I've got my um, procedural uh, elements uh, set up. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Charlie Kale uh, on the run, out on the road, right? Mm-hmm. We have uh, we've we've traded one Pearlman for another. <laughs> uh, we've gotten rid of Ron, and we've scooped up Rhea. <laughs> Rhea has is is the head of one of the five families. She's, oh, is that she, who that she's is? Chasing. Do you know that? That boy? is Rhea Perlman. Yes, oh, sir. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's funny. That's hilarious. That is, uh, I just like the Perlman thing. Yeah. It goes from crazy. Ron Perlman to Rhea Perlman. That's hilarious. Uh, wow. The, so so mm-hmm. now she's got the, the evil villain chasing her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got Agent Luca. So she's got a, a voice in law enforcement mm-hmm. that is limited in how he can help her, mm-hmm. but it does want to help her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and another season uh, lined up. This is, this is this is a procedural. We're, yeah. We now have all the elements for a regular ass procedural, right? Yeah, yeah. And really, like, even though I don't know, like, yeah, they're setting up another uh, uh, crime boss or somebody that's going to come after her, maybe or whatever. Uh, I feel more confident in her abilities and her confidence in like doing, especially with how that went down, where she was like, I was on the run that whole time, and like Ron Perlman is being cool to me. Uh, and not, and wants to use me for the same exact reason as his son wanted to use me in the first episode. And so I think part of her was just like, not realize, don't worry so much, I guess, too. You know, so it's like, I think she's going to be even more kind of free, free flowing in that second right. season. Yeah. And I think that the counterbalance to that is when Perlman tells her, yeah, you think that guy was scary? He was doing surveillance with record with tape recorders. Uh, All right. We have the Internet here. <laughs> we, right. we, we're a little yeah. better at it than he is. So right. you're not going to get away so easily. Right. Right. True. Although I, I don't I don't get why they want to kill her so bad. And, and that's something that I kind of carried through the show yeah. is that everybody's hard on for killing her didn't really make a lot of sense other than the show needed yeah. somebody to chase her. And you need like a through line. To be honest, thing, yeah. Cliff, mm-hmm. Cliff hating her just because he had to put up with her for a year mm-hmm. made the most sense of all the villains mm-hmm. like, like yeah. uh, wanting to hurt her. Well, and also made the, his justifications for wanting to like be done with Ron Perlman because he's just like treating this guy so badly, you know, so uh, – <laughs> You know, it, it just, yeah, luckily it worked out. Luckily, uh, Ron Perlman was never shown doing anything evil. Uh, yeah, whereas, right. uh, what is uh, Eric Estrada? What's his the actor's name? The, Benjamin Bratt, Cliff Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt, yeah, I knew it wasn't Eric Estrada, I was being funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Benjamin Bratt, uh, the one of the first things he does is kill a wonderful, nice uh, yes. lady from uh, Orange is the New Black, right? So, uh, he can never turn good like he exactly is, we are against him forever villain. but he's yeah. not dead mm-hmm. but he's not dead true but also oh so a f- cool thing that i liked was that we solved the f- or not solved but like closed the case on the first murder uh yes. of this of the show yes. and like charlie's friend so i'm glad that she was able to kind of go back and do that so because there's a lot of like first episode last episode uh linking uh mm-hmm. things going on including Pearlman. we're seeing his speech from his pov that he gives uh in that closing scene as well 
which I thought was a, it's like a cool way to like introduce and link things back together, you know? Yeah. In case you didn't I, even remember it. Yeah. Most people didn't remember it. Ron Perlman was even involved probably. You know? Well, I, I remembered for sure that the phone call, we got to see the other side of it, which was, which yeah. was interesting because yep. even in the first episode, I was like, that phone call was kind of awkward. And then, the, <laughs> and then we saw the other side and I was like, still kind of awkward. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're just like, okay. Right. Just setting the tone like that we're going back to the beginning. Okay, cool. Um, so oh, in the end, as a person who oh, go ahead. The random last note that I had was that the word ruinous is used twice <laughs> in this episode. Yes. It's such an interesting, yep. cool word. And the daughter or the sister says it to Charlie. She says you're ruinous. Uh-huh. And then uh Beatrix says it on the phone uh to her. Something so, about like ruinous this life that you're living or blah 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 or something yeah, like that, right? Yeah. So when the sister uses it, mm-hmm. that was a dagger. Yeah. Exactly. That was that hurt mm-hmm. she didn't say it to me and that hurt me I was right like, exactly Ooh, yeah it's that I was like that's a perfect painful. word that's a perfect so, word if you want to use that sure. word okay absolutely fine. yeah absolutely yeah uh so when when uh pearlman beatrix uses it at the end i was like fuck you mm-hmm. yeah ruinous oh i hope she brings ruin <laughs> upon you like 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 yeah. she had so so little like place to be speaking to our hero that way right compared right. to her sister who had just like cut so deep into the veins yeah that like it was an excellent move to make me absolutely loathe this person yeah before i ever even see her on screen yep. like great like yep. what a great way to set up a villain yeah so yeah sure. i love you're right ruinous as a word as word usage was excellent in that episode yeah to see both sides of it how it held weight and then had no weight yeah mm-hmm. uh what was I, your last i i am looking forward i was just gonna say i'm looking forward to the next season mm-hmm. more than likely we will see a thing happen at the beginning of the first season that we will that will affect the way the season plays out and we will tie it up again at the end these are how our old network shows used to be, but they were never written as sharply as this. Right, this exactly. is new school procedural. Yeah. This is a new kind of mm-hmm. network show. Yeah, uh, I hope there's more of these. Yeah, I'm looking forward to more stuff like this. My only thing and my only concern is like what I said, which I didn't really enjoy with this season. You know, was the repetitive with the uh, killing stuff. So I hope that they find a way to get more unique with some of that stuff. You know. That's not that so is on part the of the yeah. yeah. That is part of the 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 allure of a procedural though is that it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what episode you're watching you can mm-hmm. you can slide right into the groove of the show because every episode does the same thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but at that the same is time, the appeal of it. Yeah, like but you killing and murder yeah. and death can be there's that that's a crazy amount of uh, dynamics that you can have there. Um, you know mm-hmm. where like let's say somebody kills somebody out of like love. Or something that's like you couldn't imagine, but it's like, and then maybe Charlie doesn't know that at first, and then she realizes, like, and then kind of lets it slide because she's just like, okay, stuff like that, you know. Like, I'd like to see a little more flavor. Yeah, I think the closest that. thing that we got was the the shit mountain one was that the murder was Charlie technically, and also the murder was a girl that happened long before the episode started technically, right. and right. then the murder ended up being uh, mm-hmm. Stephanie Sue or whatever her name was mm-hmm. technically. Yep. So, right. like, they didn't put a murder in the place where it normally goes. They no. sprinkled murders all around the episode. That's you know? why if I'm being real, like, it's mainly two episodes that kind of right. did similar things that I was just like, yeah, this is a little too much. I um, would say... But yeah. 
but yeah, yeah. there's flavor. Yeah, I would even say saying- two and four have a lot in common too. I know that mm-hmm. I know that the metal and the and the uh, stage scene they both have something mm-hmm. common. But I which one was two? Uh, two was the two one was with the, the uh, truck stop subway liquor store or uh, right convenience yeah. store or restaurant stuff yeah a little town little town which felt like a little film mm-hmm. to me too because we were so early in the show that That's we were true, yeah. we were getting our bearings and I stuff agree. so yeah similar to actually and, episode and everybody nine everybody was so good everybody uh-huh, was so uh-huh. good in that episode yeah. too like like yep. that the 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 drummer from rest and metal and the kid who yeah, sat great. on top of the the murder in the second episode uh-huh. uh were cut from the same cloth. Mm, that was mm-hmm, the same mm-hmm, kid, mm-hmm. only w- to me, mm-hmm. the the drummer kid had been shown love in his life. Exactly. Like that exactly. somebody had shown love to that kid and mm-hmm. had it, it had encouraged him to to be himself. Right. And exactly. and, and himself was annoying as fuck. Yeah. But and good. And but he was a out good there. Person. Yeah, and he was out there trying to like live his life and like okay with himself mm-hmm. and like doing his own thing. Whereas that guy was trapped in the small town and kind of let it eat right. him up and eat him alive, and he became sociopath basically. Yeah, and, and and if you when Charlie was talking to the drummer kid, he as soon as you gave him a chance to explain himself, yeah. he explained the way he saw the world, and it mm-hmm. was a very like rhythmic like 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 go to along to get along type of way mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it was smooth right. as opposed to every time anybody gave the 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 gas station kid like an idea of how the world was he would right. just be like bullshit that's not that's your exactly. lie exactly that's fake yeah. everything you are is fake mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah totally those two characters very very well aligned and i there's a lot of there's a lot of people in this world i think especially in this country who see themselves in those characters a lot and i say right be the drummer you guys be the drummer yes. just don't get electrocuted to death hopefully you know <laughs> try <laughs> just try all right uh mm. we'll figure out what's coming up next week uh definitely oh, yeah, we'll something see. something new probably yeah yeah we should be uh, back on the well this was new but still like uh something fresh different sure unique until yeah. then adios bye now just watch 